You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. And you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets at Walker Mail and at Nada the Scribe. I feel like it's been two weeks. Have we just missed one week of mailbag questions, Nada, or has it been two now? I think it's been two. Uh, again, there, there will be a listener that'll let us know how many mailbags we've missed due to playoffs, due to play-in games, due to reaction to play-in games, due to draft stuff. Like, I do think that people will let us know. I think it's two, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone said, no, it's actually three. (laughs) Well, it's not going to be anymore. It ends today. The drought ends today. We have taken all of your questions that you have sent in from the last few weeks, and we're going to try to get to all of them. We put them in the rundown. So any that we missed, um, I don't know how we did it because we try to go through all the handles and make sure that we got all of them. We put them all in the rundown. It's going to be there. It's locked in. We threw away the key. So we should be good on the questions at least for today's episode and then if we don't get to them today then we could try to answer them the next time around maybe next week for that mailbag so let's go ahead and start nada or or if you have more questions here's an idea submit them and we just make this a big season finale mailbag just one giant mailbag that everybody can again we just do a blowout the budget mailbag two episode two part episode to answer all the questions i think i like that i think i like that too because you don't are you saying you don't want to do mailbags during the off season more so or oh no i'm not saying that we don't do mailbags during the off season but what i'm saying is we just make it's it's like a season finale like the gotcha. end of the regular season, let's blow out all these regular season, and then let's get ourselves into off season mode. That's what I'm. Do saying. you have an answer to what the worst series finale of all time is? The one that made you the most angry, or you thought was the worst done? Um, Dexter, and it's not close. It's really not close. I gotta tell you, not a. I didn't hate Dexter's finale as much as everybody else did, and that is, I know you're gonna call me an uncultured savage, and that's fine. I just didn't hate it. I didn't hate it as much. I didn't think that was as unbelievable to see from that character. What what we saw, like that was totally, that was totally something that he could have done within the realm of his character. I didn't think that it was, I'm trying to not play spoiler because we are going to pick up a a new season of Dexter. Well, hold on. We're picking up a new season. And so I don't know if people are going to try to go catch up on the old series because Showtime is bringing it back. And so, yes, it's old. I know that I don't yes. want to play. I, I'm just saying they're picking up a new season. So I thought, hey, maybe if there's anybody trying to go back and catch up on it, I didn't want to spoil you that. Know for what? You're a better person than me, because anything that happens to be more than five years old, which I think the Dexter Dexter last came on like 2015, 2016. Anything like that? Yo, again, statute of limitations is up. People got Netflix now, bro. 
Like, if you missed out on the season finale of Dexter, that's on you. I'm sorry. I I, I accidentally spoiled uh, one of the season uh, finales on Ozark on the air one time, and I had a couple people on Twitter say, thanks, man. I appreciate you ruining that for me, and I felt horrible. Ozark is different. Ozark is a little... Well, I know, and uh, no, for sure. I didn't mean to. It just slipped out uh, on something key that happened, and so that's why I'm a little gun-shy when it comes to speaking about the finales, whether it be season or series. All right, we'll get to a couple questions before we end the first segment let's go to buzz city blast first just because you have first question Mm -hmm. that copy and pasted in here he said if you're still taking mailbag questions yes we are buzz city blast probably getting questions like this a lot but i'd definitely be interested to hear your thoughts on whether you think the hornets should prioritize best talent or center in the 11 to 12 range or if center should be dealt with uh, and within free agency so what do you think nada what would you have to say to buzz city blast with that question did did Here's the thing, and granted, this was this was from a week ago or something like that. We just addressed. Yeah, we this. can't hurt. We, we I can't hurt his feelings too too much. What I am saying, yeah, is I was I would say, judging from yesterday's episode, that we are prioritizing best player available. As much as Mitch says that he believes that they can start focusing more on positional base. I would argue that at 11 or 12, it doesn't matter. Like, best player available because the center that you want that can best impact you is in the first two, is in the top two picks of the draft. And unless they go back up there and they have, what, a 2% chance of doing that, I don't see them. For some reason, I just do not see them going center unless they happen to be the first or the second pick of the draft. Yeah, and, and I don't know what kind of risers you have through the draft board, whether, you know, when it just happens all the time, whether it's the NFL or the NBA, once you start to get more familiar with these prospects, I don't know who that guy would be. But right now, yeah, you're taking the best player available and you're dealing with center and free agency. We both agree with that. And it's not his fault because we did talk about it yesterday. He sent that question in a while ago. But let's go ahead and tie it to another question that Jake G wrote in. Jake G writes in, now that we know that we're drafting at 11 or 12 this is beforehand so we know we're drafting with the 11th percent odds um would you rather see the hornets trade up for mobley stay put or trade back and then he puts in parentheses most mock drafts i've seen centers going later in the first round so out of all of those tantalizing possibilities not are you still staying with the trade up for evan mobley uh decision all in for evan baby all in (laughs) whatever it takes whatever it takes that's my thing like evan mobley clearly is a fit i am willing to deal basically anyone not named Lamelo to do this like he fits that that becomes the new memphis and if you saw if you see memphis out there and you see what a guy like jaron jackson jr who came off of injury who hasn't had a full season is doing along with john morant that could be us but they playing so therefore I really want that. I, I, I really want that East Coast, well, semi East Coast Memphis type thing. So I really do want all in for Evan, all in for Evan. I, there is no reason for me to trade back. None at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't be willing to give up all it would take to go get Evan Mobley. That's a big time jump. If the lottery plays out with the odds 
that are best suited for each team. If it plays out like that, it's going to be too much to move up from 11 to two to go get Evan Mobley. Even if he falls to three, then it's still going to move up. Uh, it's going to take too much. I love Evan Mobley. It's not about that. It's just about not wanting to give up that much. I'd like to stay put. I don't want to trade too far back. If you are hell bent on drafting a center, then it would make sense to trade back in the first round because that's just where they're going. We've seen this in drafts before where you can find effective centers even later on in the draft if you get before to the 20s. But I think I'd rather just stay put and and just kind of stay there for the time being with some of the prospects that are available. They're pretty enticing. They're just not at the center position. And so that's exactly it goes up to Buzz City Blast questions and, and, and what we addressed yesterday. Just deal with center in free agency. And then that'll lead us to another question we can get to. Uh, Daniel Tapp writes in. Thank you always, uh, Daniel Tapp, for writing in those questions. But we'll get to that in just a moment and continue this mailbag episode. First, I want to talk to everyone about rockauto.com. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or your food. So why would you choose to spend up to 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. So go to rockauto.com right now, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. They have an amazing selection. They have reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. More mailbag questions coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. Nada, you asked me about why I don't have the sneakers app and asked if it's that I'm too good to have the sneakers app. And no, here's the thing. (laughs) You guys are addicted to this drug that brings more pain than it brings joy. And I that that feeling that you guys get when you are able to attain a pair of sneakers, it keeps bringing you in. And I don't want to be addicted to that drug. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Did you know that Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors? And not only that, they even have the occasional limited time flavor. I find those are often my favorite, but they still have the good staples. Coconut, coconut, coconut almond, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. And they're high in protein. They're high in fiber. They're low in sugar and they're low in calories. It's great stuff. So you can go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, Daniel Tapp, he writes in a question that you've talked about quite a bit over the course of really the second half of the season, I believe. Daniel Tapp writes this. Do you think Rashawn Holmes is a realistic target, parentheses, as far as what we could offer and fit? Then he writes, would you potentially uh, potentially throw in a player to do a sign and trade? I know you like Rashawn Holmes, Nada, mm-hmm. and uh, he makes a lot he of does. sense. The, the cat's out of the bag with Rashawn. He became NBA Twitter's favorite player to go sign and put at that position. And because of that, and because of his very good season with Sacramento, he's asking for around $20 million a year, reportedly. He wants four years for 80 mil. That's too rich for me. Yeah. I like Rashawn Holmes, but the cat's out of the bag. He's not the trendy pick. It's not, it's not the, oh, wait, yeah, that makes a lot. That makes a lot of sense. Nice deep find there with Rashawn Holmes. That's not the case. Everybody knows about him, and it's why he's able to ask for four years worth 80 million total and might just get it. I just don't want the Hornets to dish out 20 million a year for Rashawn Holmes, Nada. What say you? I'm like, the minute I heard that report, that was it. 
Like, I'm sorry. You can't give $20 million for a center at this point in the building in the building of what they're trying to do. Yeah, it's too much. In this economy? Yeah, it's especially in this economy. Like, $20 million is one of those that I really want to believe in it. I really want to go get a Rashawn Holmes, but Rashawn Holmes is I'm not gonna call him the parsley because calling him the parsley on, on your masterpiece on, on your dish is a little bit much. But he's 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 the cream corn. He's not the spinach, he's not the steak, he's not the carb, he's not the mashed potatoes with the gravy. He's closer to parsley slash cream corn. Like you like him there, but he's not someone that you give twenty million dollars. That's a lot, that's twenty million dollar cream corn. No thank you. All right. A more important question. I'm going to submit. This is the second question I've submitted into the mailbag Uh episode. What is your favorite type of corn? Is it corn on the cob, cream corn, or just the kernels? What is your favorite? It is absolutely the corn on the cob. You get the grilled corn on the cob. Mm -hmm. You put a little bit of butter. Oh, my God. Like, Or Mm -hmm. better yet, you get some of that elote, that Mexican corn on the cob. Yo, Mm -hmm. you are like the only answer is corn on the cob. That's it. You are speaking my language. You are speaking all my language. You talked about putting it on the grill. And I'll tell you this. I think one of the best modern inventions of our lifetime is the tool that you can put the butter in and also even put like a tiny little bit of salt and pepper and then go up and down the corn on the cob so you don't have to get the knife and then get a little piece of butter and then have to awkwardly try to spread the butter on the corn on the cob. Would you get one of those tools and then it just is curved for your buttering pleasure to put on the cob? Oh my God. It's amazing. Corn on the cob is the correct answer. I'm glad I don't have to call you an uncultured savage. The Project C, he writes in Nada, most likely to not be on the opening day roster. Is it Miles Bridges, Terry, Rogier, Devontae Graham, or Malik Monk? Now, I guess you're looking at Miles Bridges and Terry Rogier as guys that are somewhat locks, yeah. right? Like, I, they're not going to, tr- you know, Miles certainly, because you're talking about it, him being extension eligible this offseason. Yeah. I think the Hornets would say, what do you think about this extension? The agent says, thanks, but no thanks. We're going to play this out. We're going to bet on ourselves once again and see if we can get more money. That just seems like how this is going to play out for Miles. Yes. With Terry Rogier, I, I guess there's a shot, but I don't think so. We both think he's he's going to stick around. I, I just, especially one more year left on his deal. I don't think the Hornets or I, I don't think they're going to offer him an extension. I don't think that he's going to get traded. I just think he's going to play out this deal and then we'll see what happens at the end of the season. So it really comes down to Devonte Graham or Malik Monk and we can go to these exit interviews and Malik Monk is the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is. Like in order of likelihood, the we'll go from unlikely to likely for me. Unlikely is Miles Bridges. I think he's still on this roster no matter what, unless they're going to go get a Carl Anthony Towns and they're going to need a lottery pick and something else to sweeten the deal for something like that. Or your boy Evan Mobley. Yeah, exactly. That that's the only way I see a Miles Bridges moving. Terry, Terry is more like. I kind of lumped Terry and Devontae Graham in the same amount. Like, I can see them on the opening day roster. I also can see them saying, look, we got to shed salary slash we got to go get better and younger and bigger at the wing positions. So it may cost you a Terry Rozier. It may cost you a Devontae Graham in the sign and trade. Something along the lines of that. I can see them being moved. 
but I also think it's unlikely. Malik Monk, that's it. like, bye, buddy. He's like that character. Again, we talked about TV earlier. He's like the character that you know is like they have that one scene where it's like, I wish I could be with my girlfriend one more time. That And they get killed off at the end of the season. That's me, like, Nada. I'm the person saying that, and Malik Monk is the one that's going to die, and I'm going to be so frustrated because he's going to go to a different team, yeah. and I'm going to be the one left grieving. Yes, exactly. That is exactly what we're talking about right now. It's so obvious he's not going to be here. Like, I, I want him here. I'd like to be, I'd like him to be here and grow here. I also understand that it's time for him to go experience something else because it's not working here. Yeah. And I, I, I want him to be, I want Malik to be the best Malik he possibly can be. And I'm no longer sure it can be in Charlotte anymore. Well, let me, let me ask you this, Nada, because it's it's clearly Cody and Malik that you leave those exit day interviews saying, okay, they're probably the most gone. I would still put Cody Zeller there more so than I would put Malik because of the way that James Brago openly talked about the center position, the way that he played with Cody Zeller's minutes, even though, yes, he did that with Malik too. I just think Cody also being a veteran, entering free agency this late in his career for the first time, he openly talked about not caring of, of even being a backup center. He just wants to go where he's valued. And I know Malik has some of that too, but I think Cody is more gone than what Malik is because also you could see how Malik is young. Malik isn't going to cost a ton of money in my opinion. I, I, I just don't think that's going to be the case as much uh, again. So I, I don't know. I, I don't, I think both of them are gone, right? I'm just saying, if you were to force me to say who has the better chance of staying on this roster between Malik and Cody, I would say Malik. Is that fair? That is absolutely fair. Like, I do think that at some point when we talk about, like, Malik coming back, we got to remember that he's young. And also, the only thing that scares me when we have these conversations about Malik Monk is that I, I just want to be like, I want to caution people. Luke Kennard got four for 64. Like that's a, that's no, you're, a thing. It, it, there's always weird stuff. That's no, you're right. Thing. You're right. You're right. Luke Kennard got four for 64 and is playing no minutes. And Malik has shown bigger slices of like, like he's shown more than Luke Kennard has. So that's the baseline. I could see Malik's team saying, yo, we want, we want Luke Kennard money. And he's probably going to get it from somebody. I can see somebody <laughs> saying, eh, yeah. Malik's better than Luke. I can see that the Luke Kennard money is going to throw all of this off. And we have we have Luke Kennard and his agent to thank for that. So I think I saw a stat, right, that Luke Kennard has not played any playoff nope. minutes despite being handed that contract. Yep, basically. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, like literally that's and, uh, gonna throw everything off, guys. And also a better example than we're even giving you credit for, because Luke Kennard, the very next draft pick uh -huh. after Malik Monk. And then it was Donovan Mitchell, but it was Luke Kennard first, too. So Detroit can share in some of that pain on passing in Donovan Mitchell. We have a few more questions to get to in the last segment. But first, let's discuss bet online. The bet, uh, bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online before the next pitch. Head over there to uh, uh, head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great, uh, great sporting news, sign up bonuses and contest information. And you don't have 
have to sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website again or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. One more segment to go, a few more questions to go on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. I don't like doing that unless, like, I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big joker in spades or that early. I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed, and I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. I the last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. All right, we have three more to go, Nada. Here's one from the Twitter handle is H-A- and a bunch of different numbers after that. So we're going to call them. We're going to so, call somebody's burner. So I appreciate <laughs> I, I appreciate the creativity. We're going to call him Ha. Ha. Ha writes in. What's the most glaring hole on this team besides center? Nada. Something I don't think we've really addressed all that much. I don't Shooter. think it's a. I don't think it's a position, but more of a player archetype. Specifically, slasher is something that he puts there. You're going with shooter. Shooter. Shooter, it, 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 they needed bona fide shooter. I like Terry Rozier. I think that what they're missing is a Joe Harris type. What they're missing as an archetype, it's the Joe Harris type. It's the guy, the three and D defender that they know can hit forty percent and still guard their men adequately. It's the Joe Harris type. I think that's what they're missing. Now, granted, I don't like the Joe Harris type. Obviously, doesn't come cheap. But if we're talking about an archetype that they really, really sorely need, I really do believe it's Joe Harris type. Yeah, I think it is more three and D. I think you're you're almost there. And then I think we're leaving the importance out of defense right now, where that is almost more important to me than the shooting. It, it's the perimeter defense to help out on all of those three-point shots that franchises set record on us for single-game performances this year. Because you think about it, Terry Rozier is not a good defender. Devontae Graham has good advanced stats on some of that, but it's not anybody that I trust every single game as a defender. Same with Malik, even though I think he's gotten a lot better and gets ridiculed way more than he should. Jalen McDaniels, I think, is a good defender who can also shoot, but I don't know if he's as bona fide and or locked in. I think... I want to see somebody that's just a straight up glue guy, three and D player that you can see on a lot of different other rosters. And we all, it makes me laugh almost when people say, Hey, we just need a three and D guy because yeah, like it, you can't have too many of those players, but I, I mean, who, who is that on our roster? You know I mean? Miles is more right. Like we're not describing yeah. miles bridges as just a three and D guy. Same thing with PJ Washington. You know, I mean, I, I feel like that's just a solid overall glue three and D dude on this roster. That would make sense. And we'll always go to our beloved Courtney Lee for that thing he did for us in the 2016 yeah. run to the playoffs. Exactly. Like the three and D guy has been the rarest species of Charlotte NBA player in its history. If we're really honest, like it might have been David Wesley. It might again, Courtney Lee absolutely fit this mold. I do believe that they think that Co- Cody Martin can be that guy. I'm not so sure anymore. Not the three point shot, man. I yeah, I it's think, just again yeah. the three point the three point shooter. Like they need, like I said, it go- comes down to a Joe Harris, Chris Middleton light type of guy, and this this franchise has rarely ever had that. So 
Like, I think that's the archetype they need most to, like, right after center, guy that can adequately defend his man and can hit a three is right up there. Well, and and even here we are talking that we have Gordon Hayward, but he is older. I mean, he, no one's calling him freaky athletic. Like, I'll take the, and Miles Bridges is that too. I, I just... I want somebody that maybe has a little better handles than miles. I'm not diminishing what he did at all this season, but you get my point. It's, it's more so of the all around complete type of go get me a bucket when we need it player. And I don't know if I'm doing that with miles in the half court set, giving him the ball in his hands and then breaking down a defender on him. Like I I don't that that's not it for him. And I think that could be an archetype guy that I would like to see as well. Um, and so we can discuss maybe who uh, those guys could be in the draft that have the potential of being taken there at 11 overall, if that's indeed what the Hornets win in the lottery. Another question that was written in for us by just Joan. Hello, Joan. I apologize once again for misreading your last name uh, all those episodes ago and then yeah, got the killed for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does JB get a contract extension this summer? Now, she wrote this in before we saw the team option that was picked up by Charlotte and we didn't even realize that. Um, that it was a team option, but let's adapt this question because we're going to have to have this conversation mm-hmm. throughout the season and however this season plays out. We're going to need more information as to how the season actually does play out before we talk about giving JB an extension or whether they're just going to let him go and they're just going to give him an out. But not, I do think that this is going to be a Hornets team that plays adequately enough for the Hornets to eventually just keep JB around um, further than beyond this season. I think they're going to give him an extension this summer. I think it happens. I Because I th- just look at the landscape. I look at, okay, Let's say he does adequately. Let's say there's a play-in game appearance and they lose in a nail-biter. I can't see them not retaining him at this point. He's outperformed every single metric every single year. And people are going to throw, what about the first two years? They weren't trying to win. They were just trying to develop. I do think that at some point that this team is just going to have to give him the extension. I think they give it to him this year because if, and this is something that I want people to hear me on. If you think JB is not this coach, not the coach for this team, unless you're telling me you are bringing in Kenny Atkinson, who is basically JB as well, develop a culture guy. And at a certain point, the Nets ditched him to go win. You're basically keeping JB until star time. It's time to win. And unfortunately, for and unfortunately, there are phases with all these coaches. But unless you're telling me that you're bringing in a Kenny Atkinson or someone that can really, really coach, I don't see the point in firing him this year. I don't see the point in not retaining him. I don't see the point in getting someone else in here because the guy that you're probably bringing in here is going to be worse or the same. And then what have you done? Like you, like literally, you have gone. You've basically done a full 360 trying to find a coach that you already had. So that's why I see JB coming back. All right. The last question that we have is written in by Maxton Artist. He writes in, "I got a mailbag question for you. I'm sending it early because of work on my end. What's your top three Michael Jackson music videos? I teach music in school, and we were discussing how Michael Jackson videos were appointment television. Now it wasn't for me. This is before my time. I didn't grow oh, up Lord. watching Michael. I'm just telling you, it's not my I fault. Know. I'm sorry." I was not conceived earlier. Not I was born in an era that I did not get to see these Michael Jackson videos live when they were released. So it's not like me 
and my buddies got together to watch it on MTV. I will say this. I obviously know Thriller. Okay. I wasn't, I didn't immediately come out and then live under a rock. Old when, I, I was one year old when Thriller <laughs> came out. So don't even try and use that. Right. One. No, 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 no. Right, 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 right. I understand. I've obviously seen Thriller. In fact, we did a rendition of Thriller for Basketball Madness at midnight at our high school. Oh, and no. your boy might have done the moonwalk in front of the entire school. Nada, what do you think about that? I need the tape. I need the tape. I absolutely need the tape for that. I, I was getting cheers, man. Did the moonwalk in front of everybody. And I say the entire school, like the, I don't know, maybe 100 that showed up after the football game that we played on Friday, but still it was enough to be proud of. So that's the only thing that I can say about this. I'll put thriller up there and I don't really have any other uh, videos that I can, that I can be an expert on. Oh, like, let me put it this way. I would I will just go with the three premieres that I remember. Remember the time. Um Black and White, which is like of all the videos that we talk about with Michael Jackson, Black and White does not get mentioned nearly enough. Especially for the rendition where they're talking about like Again, you have him do Michael Jackson doing serious property damage, getting some like he came up with the (laughs) the rage room before the rage room was cool. (laughs) So, like, I really do think that black or white doesn't get enough credit. So I'm I'm just gonna go remember the time black or white, and then obviously scream, like scream was that deal. Scream was on that history album that is better than a lot of people remember. Well, and and Scream is top four if you just look at the quick results searching top five or or top Michael Jackson music videos. The other one that I would remember that I could have contributed is Smooth Criminal, and everybody knows the move where he goes all the way to the ground and then somehow levitates all the way back up without any equipment. That's the one that I remember as well. Yeah, like there are others that do come, come close, but for me, me personally, I the the one that I would put that no one really mentions nearly enough, and I hate to say this about all Michael Jackson because they're all excellent, but this one is underrated. Leave Me Alone is really, really good. <laughs> like, super good. Like, Leave Me Alone with the claymation, bubbles, everything. Like, him basically taking a shot at the paparazzi before the paparazzi were really a thing. Like, Leave Me Alone is up there. Like, but they're all like, like Max and artist said, those were appointment television. The debuts of those were appointment television because that man broke the mold when it comes to the music video. Like we will never, people say the next Michael Jackson. And no, it's like, no, that's not the case. There will oh. never, ever, ever, ever be, you know, Michael Jackson. my, my generation, or at least the people in my class, they tried to tell me that Chris Brown was the next Michael Jackson. They kept, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. What what me? What me? There were so many people trying to say that. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Hornets. Thanks again to Built Bar for supporting the show. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, really any show on the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Whoa, whoa. Hold on, Playboy. Hold on for a second. Because I got to tell you about the Locked On Today podcast. And they're talking about who has been the best player in the NBA playoffs thus far. And to find out, to get more of the sports news that you need in less time, you got to go with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. See you guys tomorrow.